gives a fork. I'm Jez. And I'm Nina. And we're in South and Central America, behind the scenes at some of the world's best known foods. And some other things thrown in. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to this week's episode. We are delving into the ultimate superfood, quinoa, which uh, pretty much no yummy mummy cafe or hipster bar now in the UK goes without. I don't know if you eat much of the stuff, Nina. Um, not really, time to time. But um, yeah, it seems like one minute it was only a few people eating it and, and now it's it's everywhere. It's, it's in salads, it's in health snacks, like you say. Um, so yeah, it really seems to have become a, a big thing. Yeah, we've had, we've eaten a bit bit more of it, haven't we? Here while we've been yeah. in Ecuador, we've had some in chocolate, which is quite yeah. nice. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's been good. But we we kind of felt like we couldn't we couldn't come all the way here and to the Andes, which is the um, the ultimate home, the original home of quinoa, and not actually see it being grown. And uh, we really wanted to see what had been the the impact of this sudden surge in demand from places like the UK. So we went to visit a farmer and processor called Bernardo Peña, uh, who owns a company called Poje in the town of Pujili. As I, as I told you, we just seeded all these, all, all, all this field and you can see the little plants right here. They're one month old, <laughs> yeah, and we expect to have to be harvesting in four more months. Hopefully, if not, it will be in five. So, how tall will they get? They're about what two inches at the moment. Right at, at this moment, it's two inches, three inches, but it, it, at the end, it, they will be like a meter, meter and a half tall. Well, that's quite big, isn't it? Yeah. And they're grown in ridges, a little bit like potatoes, aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. same way. And we, we've just spent like a couple of days up in the mountains around mm-hmm. here and you can see the, the cultivation goes really high up really the mountains. Yeah, it goes up to 3,500 uh, metres over the sea. Wow. Sea level. Amazing, isn't it? And, and can you just sort of tell us what happened? You know, you said uh, 2013, was it, mm-hmm. that Bolivia declared the year of the quinoa. The year of the quinoa, right. What happened at that point and how did it change the industry here for quinoa? Well, after that, all the all the countries started looking at, at South America, especially Peru, Colombia, and Bolivia, because the main producers of, of quinoa, and started trying to get the, the product. Because uh, before that, no nobody knew about the quinoa, and now that they they, they know about this product, they are calling it superfood. So it it, it been a great impact for our, for us as a third third world country. We start we can offer new products to, to the to the market and keep keep uh, uh, sending them all this great food. Well, were people quite surprised? I mean, they've been eating this grain forever, forever. and suddenly it's a superfood. Like, were they quite surprised by that? What was the feeling around the Well, place? since uh, the, 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 the main people that, that, that were eating this, this, this food, uh, they knew about this product because it comes from the Incas, and the Incas used this as a fuel for, the, for the, the, their daily, daily jobs. Uh, extremely daily jobs, so they, they eat this product to get all the all the energy that, that they need and all the uh, nutrition, so especially the protein, so they can have the best uh, out of the day. So the the, the, the the people that uh, was used to it, this 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 grain, knew about it, but the rest of the world didn't. So they uh-huh. knew it was a superfood because it was powering yeah, the Incas up the mountains. Of course, <laughs> they they knew it, but they didn't know it was a superfood. It was like an extra fuel food that 
get, yeah. gets me going on. So it was given a name, but people sort yeah. of knew. Naming, right. Yeah. And now people are eating, even in Ecuador, people are eating, eating quinoa more. in a different way. Yeah, exactly, right. Before. Not just just in a, not, yeah, not just in a soup. Now they have uh, cereals, they have a different kind of food that they, they can, they can uh, have the quinoa. This is the, 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 the first part, uh, step of the, of the process. Here we introduce the quinoa and we, we take away the little uh, stones and the rest of the, of the plants that is after the cultivation is going to be in, 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 in the back. So we get all, all the dust, we can, we can say that, after we, we introduce to the, the, the cleaning process. So since uh, 2013, Bernardo's factory, which you just heard there, has tripled the amount of quinoa that it's producing to about 30 tons a year, which works out roughly as 100,000 bags of quinoa that you might buy in the supermarket. He's now working with 50 local farmers. Uh, he's creating new foods like um, quinoa cereals and shakes, and he's also looking at new markets. So things are really growing for him. But it wasn't always so easy, was it, Nina? No. So uh, in the beginning, Ecuador's farmers were not prepared at all for the huge surge in, in demand for what they thought was just an ordinary food, really. And that led to its own set of problems. Here's Bernardo again. You were saying that earlier that... Um uh, the, the real surge in quinoa production here happened with government incentives mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. people move from potato production. From, from, especially from potato production. So, well, around here we don't have to, uh, as much as potato, but right down there in uh, El Carchi, that is a province here, they, they were the most important producers of, of, of potato here, but they switched it to quinoa because of the demand that is right now all over the, the world. <laughs> Um, you were saying there was a, some some challenges because it's been such a, a fast process, hasn't it? Going, um, you know, the, the rise of the superfood has been really mm -hmm. quick, and you were saying there was some challenges with that. Um, could you tell us a bit more about that? Well, uh, since 2013, suddenly we have all this demand of the product, and uh, well, because of the of the cost that we have here in Ecuador, our product is expensive, so we we are trying to to make the people think about the quality that we have, right? So we, we don't compete with prices, but we compete with quality. And what, that's the most, the biggest challenge that we have right now is to switch that, that uh, mind thinking of the, of the customers that they're just looking for price. We are just uh, focused on quality. Yeah. And there was difficulty, wasn't there? Because everybody switched to quinoa. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there was in the in the in the beginning there was so many producers and maybe not so many buyers. Uh -huh. That's and right. Because of the government uh, throughout this this project of uh, incentivizing the people to to produce quinoa since it was the year of the quinoa, and they they start giving the seeds, all the uh, all the products that they needed to cultivate it. And after after that, they didn't have anyone to sell. So that's why where we get into the into the game and start buying the quinoa but we did, we, we couldn't uh, buy all of it all of the production yeah. so ma many farmers uh, didn't get so happy about it and started switching back to the potatoes and we are trying to make them come back and uh -huh. to produce to us so have prices risen so they prices kind of can, fell can. off a cliff a little yeah. bit and are they back up now then no there's no. not gonna be a backup because uh, peru and bolivia are huge producer of quinoa and we can compete because they have uh, big areas of production so the, their costs are really low but we, we are trying to get there so we can offer our product and incentivate more people to get into the cultivation of quinoa. 
So do you think quinoa, um, the surge in quinoa production, um, quinoa demand in the West has been good for Ecuador? Of course, of course, it's been a, a great uh, thing for us because we can develop many businesses. We can uh, start, well, uh, start hiring people, so people from the, the high con- uh, hills can start having a, a stable job and start and produce this this great grain. And it, it must have created quite a lot of opportunity for your family as well. With yeah, your family of course. Business. Yeah, well, we we grow because uh, now we have our own facility of production, and we start consuming quinoa too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're eating loads of quinoa. Yeah, now we, we eat quinoa. <laughs> Are you sick of it, or do you eat it all not, the time? Not at all, because as uh, as 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 we, as we know, we we've been developing many products, so we start eating so we can think what else we can do with it. what's your what's your favorite quinoa product then what do you recommend the cereal for, for breakfast yeah is that nice. cho- yeah. chocolate quinoa organic uh, cereal God, that sounds really that good. That sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> it's great to actually come and stand here in a quinoa field and actually see it and talk to you. Well, it's to great you. To, have, to have you guys here. And, uh, well, for us, it's, it's, it's great to suddenly know that we produce a superfood. So now we're involved in today's and we're trying to offer the best that we can to the world. You've been listening to Who Gives a Fork? Brought to you by me, Nina. And me, Jez. Keep listening as we travel around Ecuador and then into Colombia, visiting farms, plantations and food producers. See you next time.